0: This season we're sponsored by Crossway. Lucy and the Saturday Surprise, written by Melissa Kruger and illustrated by Samara Hardy, is a story of one little girl's envy of something her brother has and the heart wrestle that accompanies her on the journey. Melissa wonderfully exposes the heart desires in Lucy, shows us parental compassion in the mess that ensues and ultimately points us to the glorious gospel hope that we all need, all wrapped up in beautiful illustration. Pick up a copy for any four to seven-year-olds you know from wherever books are sold.
1: Welcome to Two Sisters and a Cup of Tea. My name's Felicity, I'm in the States, and I'm here with my sister, Sarah. She's in the UK, and we are excited to be continuing in our season in John 6-12. to This episode, we're going to be jumping into chapter 6, verses 1-21. to
0: Sarah, great to see you. You too. Now tell us, um, how's, how's the gluten-free journey going? I'm aware that, you know, we kind of say we're going to talk about tea and biscuits and that's been slightly, um, what's the word? Uh, complicated. Shrunken, complicated Com- yeah. and shrunken in the chat because you don't eat biscuits anymore. So how's it going? I know. Well,
1: I do find it possibly the most tempting place in which mm. to break the gluten-free consumption rule and so what it means is that I feel like my intake of just pure chocolate has gone up quite significantly (laughs) (laughs) I just I basically need to make some gluten-free biscuits and I'm really grateful to a number of listeners who have sent in some recipes and I actually now need to just do it
0: so Get on and I do feel it. Like okay. It's
1: one of resolve. The journey is one of resolve rather than of actual kind of joyful flourishing.
0: Well, you know, new year, new bakes. It's all all there, ready for the taking, isn't it? Really?
1: Yeah, I feel like everything's
0: yeah. there for the taking in January. <laughs> January can feel a little overwhelming in that sense, <laughs> an overhaul of all of life. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> All right. Well, what isn't overwhelming and what we do suggest most episodes are not just at New Year is that we love to encourage one another to get the Bible open with others, don't we? But I wonder whether people have got a question in their mind um, or they've had one in the past or maybe kind of haven't even thought about it. But just that kind of niggling kind of worry of what if I get the Bible open with someone else and it just goes wrong? Um, What if we end up going down a rabbit hole? What if it just becomes really confusing and we don't know what we're talking about? Or even worse, maybe we start telling one another the wrong thing and leading one another down the kind of wrong path. What would you say and how would you speak into that, Felicity?
1: I I think that's quite a normal kind of concern is it because rightly we hold the bible you know in high esteem and we want to we want to hear god speak to us rightly and and so that is a a natural thing to fear i think the beauty of the christian life is that we're not alone and as we then ask someone to read the bible with us sit down together we're not doing that in a vacuum we would definitely Mm. suggest that you don't do that in a vacuum so um local church life is going to be a factor in that in that your church likely has some wiser older Christians in there and um, even if it's not your church maybe you know people around and about who would be able to just just be your kind of sounding board like it's totally okay just to check just to ring someone up text someone say hey you we were just talking about this and just wondered whether you agree with that or not there's also mm-hmm. a wealth of Christian books out there there are resources all over the place there are lots of resources on the internet I just hesitation about just jumping into any old google search but but seeking the advice of others i think would be a a very wise thing to do not that you have to check everything just checking
0: the trajectory i think have you got anything to add in terms of wisdom on that no i think that's really helpful i guess the only thing i'd add is just keep praying just keep Mm. praying for clarity as you're reading it through and really ask the Lord to reveal to you if you think there's something that's gone awry in your understanding or in both of your understanding. Um, the Lord is faithful and he wants he wants his word to be understood clearly, doesn't he? So just kind of praying to that end. Um, well, we're going to get into chapter six today. I'm really excited. As we say at the start of each season, we're very aware of our need for God to open our eyes and our minds to understand what's in front of us and it's essential that we pray that the Lord would give us the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that we would know him better Um, but we make the conscious decision to pray before we press record each time so we have already prayed and as with each season um, we're also reading from the NIV translation so I'm going to get going and read chapter 6 verses 1 to 21 for us. Sometime after this, Jesus crossed to the far shore of the Sea of Galilee, that is, the Sea of Tiberias, and a great crowd of people followed him because they saw the signs he had performed by healing those who were ill. Then Jesus went up on a mountainside and sat down with his disciples. The Jewish Passover festival was near. When Jesus looked up and saw a great crowd coming towards him, he said to Philip, Where shall we buy bread for these people to eat? He asked this only to test him, for he already had in mind what he was going to do. Philip answered him, "'It would take more than a half a year's wages to buy enough bread for each one to have a bite.' Another of his disciples, Andrew, Simon Peter's brother, spoke up, "'Here is a boy with five small barley loaves and two small fish, but how far will they go among so many?' Jesus said, "'Make the people sit down. There was plenty of grass in that place, and they sat down, about five thousand men were there.' After the people saw the sign Jesus performed, they began to say, Surely this is the prophet who is to come into the world. Jesus, knowing that they intended to come and make him king by force, withdrew again to a mountain by himself. When evening came, his disciples went down to the lake, where they got into a boat and set off across the lake for Capernaum. By now it was dark and Jesus had not yet joined them. A strong wind was blowing and the waters grew rough. When they had rowed about three or four miles, they saw Jesus approaching the boat, walking on the water, and they were frightened. But he said to them, it is I, don't be afraid. Then they were willing to take him into the boat, and immediately the boat reached the shore where they were heading.
1: Wow, a lot going on. High drama. Massively well-known story to mm. kick it off um but actually as we read carefully through this feeding of the 5000 i think it's even more amazing than we might have originally thought given any kind of sunday school exposure or wherever we've come across it but the combination of this feeding of the 5000 and then immediately afterwards for walking on the water i mean it's a
0: bold <laughs> a bold chapter in terms of what jesus is conveying it is really amazing, isn't it? I, the kind of scale of the first miracle, um, in terms of feeding from a lunchbox, five thousand plus. We don't know how many, but it will be certainly plus women and children as well, um, and the kind of the re- repetition of bountiful, abundant, plenty words like Jesus really can do more than you could ever imagine with just a simple kind of boys' lunch, basically so you've got that to thousands and then the next miracle it is literally just a handful of disciples isn't it so he kind of goes from the m- kind of massive scale to the tiny um and i think that's just really striking that these are two these two are put side by side in that and don't forget the third miracle because yes he walks on water but then in verse 21 immediately the boat reaches the shore just you know putting it out there yeah, no, I know. it's it's not <laughs> one that one people sentence. talk about but <laughs> There's another one just there.
1: I know. It's, and if we come back to John's purpose in writing this whole thing, that we might know that Jesus is the Messiah, that he is the mm. Son of God, and that we may believe, I, f- I think that the miracles are all a part of that, evidencing who he is, which mm. is interesting because if you look at verse two, we have this, you know unestimable number of people, the crowd of people who are following him. And and John makes it quite clear because they saw the signs he had performed by healing those who were ill. So his kind of the chat around Jesus is growing. People have heard everyone's kind of, you can imagine the sort of flocking from a town, a whole town almost, like Mm. gathering to see more of the signs. And Jesus is performing the signs. He's he's making miracles here. And I think it then immediately from that very first get-go asks the question well, what are we gonna do with the signs? Mm. And we kind of have this display of, of who Jesus is. And it's been set up, the crowd are there just maybe just to spectate. And as we go through, we have different people's responses and mm-hmm. to what Jesus is doing.
0: Isn't it amazing then that in verse 15, Jesus knows their intention? he They see the miracle they see he hears their response, but he knows their intentions to come and make him king by force, and so he withdraws so he sees the intention of their heart to make him into something that he's not um and therefore he chooses to withdraw very quickly and then he chooses to reveal himself in a stunning way by walking on water um and he reveals himself to the disciples to be well, what does he say it says he says it is i don't be afraid and that is a kind of it's a kind of re- revelation of the i am of of yahweh um he's kind of showing himself to be that like any kind of i guess this is where we get into some of the old testament connections isn't it but um just uh one of the Psalms in 107 or Job 9 verse 8, we read, he alone stretches out the heavens and treads on the waves of the sea. And so anyone, any of the disciples who had been vaguely familiar with any of these words would be going, whoa, well, firstly, I can see that Jesus is walking <laughs> on the water, but also, hey, that only the creator of the heavens and earth could possibly do this. And then Jesus matches it with his words to say, it is I, and it's, you know, I I am him. And and as we're sort
1: of dipping our toes into that Old Testament lake, let's just, just to be clear that in Exodus, when we have the revelation of Yahweh, when he says, it is I, I am, Mm. then that is all a part of God revealing himself. And if we think John wise, Jesus is seeking to reveal himself to be the Messiah. And so we have the picture building as to who Jesus is. And I think that not just the statement of who he is, but actually the nature of who he is. We have it in that abundant provision that you mentioned briefly there. So go back to verse 13. They filled 12 baskets with Mm -hmm. the pieces of barley left over. Uh, So the people have been provided for more than they need. There's enough. And, the walking on the water, I mean, that's more than enough as well to display who God is. I feel like it it's kind of this more than idea, like Jesus is giving us so much evidence as to who he is and what he's like.
0: Yeah, yeah, which is just wonderful, isn't it? I, I know we're going to go on to um, the bread properly next week as as Jesus then explains what he's been doing but I do want, just want to kind of sit there just for a moment um so as I was reading I kind of I guess at the this is meant to take us back to the exodus it's meant to take us back to the manna in the wilderness um and in Exodus verse 16 we read that kind of God did that miracle in in the desert back in exodus. So that they will know that he is the Lord, their God, and like I think just just seeing that here as well, and seeing seeing him then reveal himself to the disciples in this way as well, it's the kind of this this is who I am, this is the revelation of who I am and um, and so so see me for who I am, and don't try and make me into the king who's not who he's revealing him to be, does that make sense? Yeah, I think that's right, because what we have is the priority of
1: revealing himself in eternal terms, in in things of eternity. The God who provided manna in the desert, actually, and we're going to hear more of this, the the bread that he gives here. This is the God who provides in such a way that it goes beyond what the people are Mm. hoping and thinking for they're thinking this guy he is a miracle maker he's got power he could lead us and kick the romans out and we could be a free people they're yeah. thinking kind of geopolitically and already we're getting a sense that jesus is is kind of going beyond that this this mm. level of provision this level of revelation and even just you know just to dip the toe a little more into the old testament so if we're going to get onto this much more as we go through but in verse 4 John makes it clear the Jewish Passover festival was near. Mm-hmm. And as soon as we hear Passover, we're thinking redemption, we're thinking life, not just life now, but we're thinking freedom, eternal life, new creation kind of things. And, you know, we're we're just touching the surface
0: there of mm. what Jesus is implying. No, that's really helpful, and it's really helpful to bring out. I think, yeah, it's kind of not wanting to overwhelm ourselves with thinking, oh, we have to always go to the Old Testament, always kind of find all these different things, isn't it? But actually, as we just kind of take two or three verses there, um, that, that does really help to root re- what we're reading, doesn't it? I guess the challenge for our hearts is that that we wouldn't be dulled to these to these amazing miracles because we've heard them so much before, isn't it? Like we do, and I think what's been exciting for me this week is just realizing wow this 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 brings freshness to what is a well known miracle um and it gives me a hunger to to want to go on I want I want to know this Jesus more I want to sit under him more and hear what he has to say next and hear him explain what's going on as well and I feel yeah I'm anticipating that next week and excited for that
1: I think that's right. There's a there's a humility that comes, I think, or a growing humility that comes as we encounter Jesus in this way. That He is bigger and better, and and actually a bit different to how we might have thought, how we might assume. Mm. Or, um, yeah, if we just blur the lines in any way, I think we begin to kind of box Jesus into something that He's not. And I feel the challenge here that as we walk slowly through. These verses. Not only are we going to have our view of Jesus kind of exploded, but but in that is going to be a view of his lordship, like the the level of authority that he has, Mm. the kind of the right to be number one in my life, um, and just the challenge there as to whether I'm really willing to to listen. Whether it it, it, sometimes it feels a bit easier to skip through these kind of things, these kind of accounts, because I kind of prefer it to be that Jesus is my way rather than his way that's my kind of heart Mm. temptation I think and so I think I'm challenged here to to really sit in it to really listen carefully and closely and allow my view of Jesus to be recalibrated to be reshaped to be to let this word be the final word on who Jesus is
0: oh definitely because it how easy is it to rattle off that Jesus is Lord I mean, we can say that so easily in the way that we talk about him, can't we? But actually, are we really l- willing to sit under him and for, to let him shape our view of him, to let his actions hear and then his words as we go on to shape how we view him as Lord? Um, or are we trying to shape him into our own image?
1: Yeah, uh, which but, is a yeah. lesser thing. Like, it'd be a lesser thing for him to be... In our image. Like, if you just Mm. even just pick out a few things about him here, it's desirable. He provides abundantly more Mm. than is needed. Like, he has power over the wind and the waves. He is in conversation with people. He's relational. He is like the God of the universe. And yet, he speaks on an individual basis to his disciples here. And he has compassion on the crowd. And Mm. he, he does want to feed them. He acknowledges that they are weary. And tired, and I, I think that is a really desirable Lord. Like I, yeah, I,
0: I'm, I'm kind of, I'm kind of ready to sit under that Lord. Yeah, and He's worthy of our worship, isn't He? When we mm. describe Him like that, when you pick out all of that, He, He is worthy of all the glory and all the worship and all the praise. Felicity, mm. would you pray to that end? Mm. Heavenly Father, thank you that you give us Jesus. Thank you that
1: Jesus reveals himself that we can hear this word and know that this is the Lord, the universe. We praise you so much that you're not a mystery, that you're not hiding. And that as we encounter you in this gospel, in this eyewitness account, uh, we pray, Father, that you would give us a humility to sit under your word. We pray that you give us soft hearts, that we would be eager to allow this word to shape our view of Jesus pray that as we see him as he is, would we be eager to worship you, to sit under your authority and to, to love to live out this life um, of following you. And we pray this in
0: your name. Amen. Amen. What a joy to be back in the Word together. This is brilliant. Um, Well, this month marks our third birthday. We've been going for three years. um, (laughs) And we thought it might be nice to celebrate it with a giveaway. So if you haven't already, click the link in our show notes to sign up for our newsletter, as that's where our giveaway will be happening over the course of this month. And we look forward to seeing you next Friday as we read the rest of John chapter six together. We'll see you then. See you then. Bye bye. This episode has been sponsored by Crossway.